In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because The Plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. Go ahead. <laughs> it's funny. I was laughing about um a couple of months ago we were talking about the royal wedding and mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about Marie Antoinette because your name was Antoinette and yeah. so one of the jokes that you and I had was um the reason why people he can't who I think it was one of the princes whatever can't become king or whatever because he's a divorcee yeah a divorcee <laughs> why can't he because he's a divorcee divorcee <laughs> that's exactly why sorry i've not done this in front of you before this is like almost this is like humbling a little bit what it is Whatever. it oh, is you're, you're listening to the plug unplugged people living under grace i'm your host joseph aj and i'm excited because i have a special guest with me today um just a quick shout out the plugins dominique suarez Brian and Sharday D from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they are on hiatus, enjoying their vacation. And this is the plug, Unplugged, our postseason three series. And I'm super excited because I have one of my favorite people with me um, and who happens to be her birthday. Shout out to Auntie Tony, AKA TT. And she is very influential in her family, her community, the workforce, her career. Um, and she's got an awesome testimony that always inspires me to know that I can start literally from the bottom and with God's grace because this is still the plug people living under grace um, I can make it if I put my mind to it and put my faith in action so without further ado I want to introduce to you all to the world my auntie who is supposed to be starting her podcast very very soon but we won't talk about that no shade intended (laughs) (laughs) but she's gonna share with us some stuff about her and we're just gonna have some talk have some conversation so please put your hands together put your ears together for my auntie Tony hey hey how are you I'm good you're my favorite nephew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so now that the world knows that I'm your absolute favorite nephew, I feel accomplished now. <laughs> so what's going on? Today's happy birthday. Thank you. I am just blessed. I feel very full. I've had a morning feel filled with uh dancing and singing and lots of uh birthday wishes from friends and family so I'm, I'm very happy that's awesome every every day is a new um adventure it's a new start to something fresh and the fact that we're able to get a new year of life you know everybody celebrates January 1st as a new year but our year is really personal you know like every year we have a birthday it's the start of something fresh that can Um, just catapults us into the unknown. And I think with every year comes strength. Every year comes the possibility to be able to get something right that we didn't get right before. And just a fresh start. I would agree with you. I totally agree. And uh, it's interesting. One of the things that I share with one of my uh, dearest friends this morning, uh, I'm going to be spending my day really uh, reflecting 
on what's next for me and where do I go from here and the things that are going to be important as I progress through this next year. So I do take that very seriously and uh, do a lot of planning uh, because I know that next year, by the time I turn XX, it's going to be even better. <laughs> what, what year was that again? I'm sorry, next year. We do XX. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that I've, it's funny you say that, Auntie. It's so silly. What do you think that you say that? I, and like I said, every time we have a conversation, it's always like something that really resonates with me um, because I know that you are a planner. And one of the things that I was talking about with my wife recently, she was saying, you know, what's our vision? And I was just like, oh, <laughs> and, you know, when you get married and you do all these things, you know, the Bible says Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, write the vision, make it plain. We've talked about this on previous episodes that we've had on the plug. Um, but because this is the unplug series, we can talk about it a little bit more in detail is that having a plan, having a vision makes life go round. And even though we might not fully execute the entire vision, but having something written so we can refer back to. Um, but I know, because like I said, I know that you're a planner. So you see things and then it helps you to check off where you are. Because I've noticed for me, when I don't write things down and I'm going off the cuff of my memory, which is getting older because I'm 33, even though I still got a little bit more <laughs> ways to go before I need geriatrics or whatever. But it's, I'm learning now. And I think God is forcing me to write things down more because I have to get in the habit of writing the vision so that we have something to go by and not just in my head. I think that's a man thing. I have a lot of conversations in my head and I think that I have it with other people and I don't. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a man thing. I think a lot of us have conversations with ourselves and oftentimes don't necessarily do the, the appropriate planning to make things that we want to have happen in our lives uh, come to fruition. I'm a firm believer that when you speak a thing out and not just to yourself, when you really speak something out into the ethos that God can do something with that and it becomes manifested in the natural. So I do think that it's important to have a plan and I do think it's important to write things down, not just because <clears throat> you wanna make sure that you, know, you can remember it, but it also helps you to understand that when you start checking things off and you see how God has moved in your life, it is a testimony and it allows you to really reflect on what God has done in your life. I agree, I agree. I definitely agree with that. And I'm going to do better at writing the vision and making it so much more applicable and, you know, something that we can all look at as, you know, as a family. Um, let's dive into it. You are, um, well, first of all, let's, let's back up for, for a second before I go into the, the, the bigness of your role in the organization company that you help to, you know, move forward in production and, you know, going forward. Um, career-wise, what is your take on everything that's happening with this, the booster shots and everything? I know we, you and I have had conversations about the vaccines. Um, I think you and I are pro-vaccine together um, because we've just seen a lot of people unnecessarily die um, from the results of COVID-19. Not that they died from COVID-19, let's clear that up, but from the effects of it, whether it was because it was overweight, it just exacerbated everything and just made everything happen a lot quicker. Um, but what are your what is your take on the booster shots? Um, are you still feeling the same way about how 
um, the vaccines are effective and that everybody should be vaccinated. You know, understanding that the plug is neither pro or anti, we're pro-information. So what is your take? I do um, believe in science. I am a scientist, I'm a chemist by training. And I do believe that, that, uh, that vaccines work. And I think it is to fight against um, the pandemic. Uh, and, and it is important that um, Black people really understand, and not just Blacks, I'll say everybody, really understands the importance of you know, taking the vaccine because the only way we're going to combat this, this particular disease is through vaccination. COVID-19 is a virus and it's a living organism. And when you think of it that way, every living organism wants to live, right? And so in order to live, it has to be in a host. We are a host. And the more people who don't get vaccinated opposed to those people who do get vaccinated, you end up with uh, genes within that, that um, the virus mutating. And so because it wants to live, it continues to mutate to fight against what we're trying to, uh, what the vaccines are doing. So it is important that we all get vaccinated. It's, it's critically important. And I'm not gonna say that every single person must be vaccinated because you may have issues with your health that will uh, prevent you from getting vaccinated, but talk to your doctor about it and get as much information and get factual information not things off websites where people who aren't scientists are touting things about what the vaccine can and cannot do. Nicki Minaj is not a credible source. Sorry. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Well, I mean, we know that. (laughs) But it's unfortunate that people in our community, and they go by the Tuskegee experiment, they go by what they've heard that's been passed down through generations to generations. Um, and a lot of even what you and I have talked about in the past and have conversations about on the plug as well. Um, a lot of the stuff that we were taught was out of ignorance. And a lot of the stuff that was done was just because our people and we can only relate it to black people because because we are black. I found out that I'm 42 percent Nigerian. I just wanted to put that out there. And so with that, understand, and I'm 1 percent Portuguese. And so with that understanding, it's like, you know, we have to get out of the mindset of my of on the unknown and realize that the bible is very clear that my people perish for a lack of knowledge and somebody asked me um they said have you ever experienced covid i really don't know because but at the time when everything came out i did get sick twice so i might have had it and there was no test for it and i thought it was just a respiratory infection or flu is what they told me um i know some people that have had it after they've gotten the vaccine wasn't as bad, but some people that got it that didn't have the vaccine, it took them out, you know, as far as they were out for Mm -hmm. a couple of days. I don't know anybody personally that's died, you know, as the effect of it, thank God. But I do know people that have that no other family members that have. So it's a very unfortunate situation. A lot of people think that it's the low key mark of the beast, but you got to understand content and context. We're not in those times just yet. And the truth be told, if we look at the scripture, we're not going to be here for the mark of the beast anyway. So look at the times, understand the times and know what to do for it. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I I think you're absolutely right. And I do think um, people really should read their word and really gain an understanding. And this is not the mark of the beast. So all in all, you and I both, 
we're pro-vaccination. We want everybody that's in our family to be safe. We want yeah. them to be healthy. And that's just really what it is. We want all, all people that are connected to us to just be safe. And we understand, like you said before, not everybody's going to get it. I do believe that there is going to come a time where we will have herd immunity and it will be kind of like the flu. Um, but they did say that the flu levels are down. <laughs> well, the flu levels are down because people are washing their hands and they're not putting Wash. their hands in their faces. They're washing their hands. <laughs> what was that about? Because I was super confused. Like once everything kind of locked down and shut down, I was like, where is all the toilet paper? Were people not washing up or wiping <laughs> themselves never... before? Like what's happening here? <laughs> I have no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's actually exhausting. The whole thing is exhausting. I'm tired of wearing masks, but masks we know do help. So, and plus it, it, it hides your facial expressions. I don't know if you've ever been like in a in a conference where or with other groups of people or something. <laughs> somebody says something oh. ridiculous. <laughs> we haven't actually gone back to work yet, so I haven't been in that situation. But I will tell you, um, I've been out shopping, and mm-hmm. I normally smile everywhere I go. And people have been smile who haven't been wearing masks. They smile back. I'm like, wow, you can see I'm smiling in a mask. They're like, yes, it's your eyes. So your facial expressions aren't completely black by the mask. That is very true. I, I do smile with my eyes. And I think, and I actually sometimes do talk and say hello. while, And I forget that I have the mask on. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, so one of the things that I also admire about you is the fact that you literally um, are the definition in my life, one of the definitions of my life for God's grace. And some of the things that you shared with me and testimony, you know, as far as, you know, where you came from versus where you are now, um, we don't have to go into great detail because we don't have that much time, but all in all, what are some things that you can say being a young, black, educated young woman like yourself, because you are still young, even though it's your birthday, you (laughs) XX years young, um, (laughs) what would you tell somebody that is dream that are dreaming about being somebody someday like you know and they feel like they've hit you know a whole bunch of rocks on their feet or they hit a bunch of brick walls like what are some things that you can share that can encourage somebody that God's grace is definitely real and if he can do it for you he can definitely do it for them so the the thing the word that keeps coming to me as you were asking the question is resilience I really believe that when you want something bad enough, you can become resilient and you can allow God to move in ways in your life that can help you get to where you're supposed to be and and achieve what you're supposed to achieve. I'm a real firm believer that, you know, God is able to do anything if you just allow him to work through you. Uh, I can remember there's been times in my life where, um, yeah, I was, not where I wanted to be. It was not, you know, financially, I wasn't where I wanted to be emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. And in those moments where it seemed like, you know, it was the bottom, God still allowed there to be a ram in the bush for me. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to take his hand? And are you willing to move forward even when it doesn't seem like you understand where you're going, 
how it's all going to work out? Are you willing to trust him and to believe that he has you no matter how it may look on the outside? And I think for me, there's been those in those moments, that's where, where I'm weak and I know that he is strong. Uh, and I've reached out and said, Lord, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know you're able. And he has always shown himself to be faithful to me. So I just truly believe that uh, you have to exhibit some resilience and you've got to know that you know that the knower knows that you're able to get where you need to go. And the other thing I would also say is you have to have a why. And what do I mean by a why? It's your purpose. It's that thing that will drive you no matter what. Um, When your why is big enough, it will move you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that oftentimes we don't know what our purpose is or what the why is in our life. And so we remain stuck. And so my first step was, God, why am I doing this? What's the purpose? What's the purpose of the trial? Help me to understand so that I can move forward and I can really get to where you want me to be. It's interesting you said that. I was on a clubhouse um, stage a couple of weeks ago, well, maybe four weeks ago, actually. And the guy asked the question, he said, what is your why? And a lot of everybody said, you know, my why, my why is my children, you know, are my children. Um, other people said, oh, my why is this and my why is that? And I, when it was time for me to speak, I said, I was going to say that my why is my children, but I had a why before I had children. <laughs> and I think as parents, as uncles, as aunties, as grandparents, as whatever, we get so caught up in the recent or the current, we forget that we had something before we had all of these people come into our lives. And I think, as you said, if our why is big enough, then we're able to, it'll drive us to be and do what we were supposed to be. I had to be honest and say my why, original why was Jesus Christ. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have a why. All of this would be in vain. And so it leaves you to the point where it's just like, okay, I've had to ask God in recent times, restore me, restore restore the joy that I had when I first met you. Like that high school zeal, that that bigger than life type of personality to the point where it's just like, I knew that nothing was impossible. All things were possible. <laughs> and to, to go with what you said, I said to my wife the other day, I was like, I wish that we had people in church that would have still encouraged us to be on fire for Christ, but kind of coached us in the way that life is still going to hit you. It's going mm-hmm. to get tough, like to be mm-hmm. honest about it, you know, and not use the Bible characters as fictional people because they were real people. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like if they put the Bible people like Joseph, David, Mary, Martha, Elizabeth, if they put them in a retrospective perspective of people that were actually going through processes and life mm-hmm. experiences in their faith was what made them whole. I think that a lot of us wouldn't have been so wayward or gone astray or not been so disappointed because life happened and we lose our our drive and our energy. And I think that once, it's it's, it's a weird, because I can tell for me, I remember when I was very, very like, you couldn't tell me anything. Like I was on fire. 
And then I know when life hit, I was like, my fire started to dwindle a little bit. And so I just wish that we had stronger people, even us in this area of, of, of time now, this era of time, excuse me, that we can be that person for those that are coming up to say, hey, life is still going to hit you, but your zeal and your passion and love and faith is what's going to carry you through. Mm-hmm. I think you're making some interesting points. And the song that keeps coming back to me as, as I was listening to you is Falling in Love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And when you're truly in love, true love, you don't fall out of that love. Right. And so I think there's a couple of things that normally happen because we are so curious as individuals, especially as young people mm-hmm. growing up um, in the church, uh, because there's such a separation between the church and um, and the secular that we make the secular seem sexy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And so our kids get so curious because we're so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. That's right. And we've got to keep balance. The Lord expects us to be balanced individuals, right? Not just completely, we're not completely spiritual beings. So you have to be able to balance. The other thing is that God wrote those scriptures. He used man to write the scriptures so that you had a blueprint for what could happen. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. They're not characters. They're people. And so you can go to the word to find the situation that you may find yourself in. You know, I, I, I remember I was a Sunday school teacher and I was really uh, my first, one of my first Sunday school lessons. I talked about Mary being a single mother. Well, people almost jumped out their chairs, but she was. <laughs> yeah. But we don't think about it in that context. And I think as you really think about what she must have experienced, not knowing whether or not Joseph was going to hide this for her and Mm -hmm. hide her and protect her or if she was going to be exposed and so often we have many single mothers who are out there right who experience the same thing so my point is that you can find your situation in the word but you got to stay in love and love staying in love remains really means that you're building a relationship it takes work and it's not just, it doesn't happen by magic. Right. It doesn't happen because you're emotional. It doesn't happen because you just want it. No, it, you work at a relationship. And that's what Grace expects from us. I think when we fall in love, we rise in love as well. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's the foundation of it. And it takes work. Just like marriage really is spelled W-O-R-K. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely takes work. It takes accountability. Um, but with the relationship with Christ, it definitely, um, he's already done his part. It's, us, it's up to us to do our part. And I think mm-hmm. that's where the struggle comes into because we see so much going on all around us that it doesn't make sense. And I, I was listening to a sermon series from Creflo Dollar. And I've never really been a fan of Creflo Dollar, but this series I was really, I'm really following um he said that worry is worrying is a pride issue 
And I was like, whoo, because when I'm worrying, I'm choosing to not allow God to take care of the situation. I'm refusing to cast my cares upon him as he told us to do. He's like, cast your cares upon me for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Like he's telling us to do it and we're refusing to do it. God is working out a lot of pride stuff in me. A lot of pride stuff. I, I can't even put it into words. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very exhausting. Because I'm just like, okay, God, but I don't want to. But no, you need to. We have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So what you got planned today? It's your birthday. It's exciting. <laughs> You're XX years old. I'm XX years old. I am actually um, planning to do some reflection today. That's pretty much it. And dinner tonight with my husband. Your nice. uncle. <laughs> I'm about to say, who is your husband? Is that DJ your Robbie uncle. J? Robbie J. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be a nice restaurant. It better be a nice restaurant. It's P.F. Chang's. <laughs> so for our fans that really can't see right now, I just rolled my eyes very hard. I'm going to need him to take you to like... The elite of the elite. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you like going to PF Chang's. You know how I feel about my TT. I, I get on my. Chang's. You, you do? I do. Okay. So as long as you like it, it's something that you want to do, I'm okay with it. Yes. I love yeah, it. I'm good. I love, I love it. So I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. We're about to go rogue um, before I have to um, uh, do something else in my schedule. But when are you. When can the listeners expect to hear from you? Give me a few more months and then I'm going to get myself together. We are in the middle of house renovations. We're getting close. Yes, very close. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> uh, we, we, have, we have a door in our kitchen now. We now have a window in. Cabinets are being yes. delivered soon. So I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise Jehovah. Yes. For those that don't know, my auntie is a cook. She's a fabulous cook. I'm still, I need that salmon next time I come. <laughs> and what was the potato thing? Um, oh, I made that up. Just this dish it was something, it was amazing. And so <laughs> I came across my newsfeed um, a, a couple of months ago as a memory. And I was just like, oh my gosh, around this time I was feasting. <laughs> and then I had that rum raisin. Was it rum raisin? Rum raisin ice, ice cream, cream yeah. homemade. Mm. I'm like, listen. Mm-hmm. So I need you to start. Some, I need you. You have more businesses to start. I you do. start these businesses, and you just gotta have people to be employees. Run with it. Listen. Absolutely. Tony's that rum catering. raisin is to die for. <laughs> it's, I've never tasted anything like it. <laughs> you have to like you have like there's so much there's so much and you're business you're an entrepreneur like you're yes you're in it like what are some things that um that you've done in the past and are looking to do in the future in regards to um building generational wealth because you and i've had conversations about generational wealth especially with black people um and we yes, cater we important. talk about it with black people because we are black um but everybody doesn't have the mindset of generational wealth and and you know developing it so what are some areas um that you can that you've done as far as business-wise and how would you Mm -hmm. encourage generational wealth for people my age and younger i think um so things that i've done uh we own a number of different properties so uh besides having being employed 
um, we are, um, I would say, uh, real estate entrepreneurs. And so um, it's been a, a blessing because we no longer pay any mortgages. All of our, our mortgages are paid through our renters. That's been a phenomenal way of, you know, creating wealth for yourself. Um, and then money that we we uh, we earn, we can certainly then invest in the stock market, invest in real estate. Um, so we do both of those things. Um, I think the other thing for us, my husband is he has his own business as well, and so that also generates a diff uh, different income um, for us. But I think it's important for you to have you know multiple streams of income. I think that um, in order to really build wealth, you're going to need to do that. And eventually you've got to start working for yourself, right? So that you can um, be able to really take money that you're earning and have it work for you. So whether that's through real estate, whether it's through stocks, whether it's through bonds, whatever it is that you decide to do, you'll, you'll be able to then, um, you know, create additional wealth, wealth for yourself and, and, and streams of income. Yes. What are your thoughts about as we wrap up like and it just came to my mind because i've seen it on social media and you probably can help me with understanding a little bit more our president what's up with the six hundred dollars and the monitoring of bank accounts I, stuff that just came that just comes across my newsfeed i don't know if you heard about that apparently they're trying to do they're trying to do tighter regulations for um bank accounts personal business some weird stuff that the, the media is talking about but i haven't really seen any factual things but yeah i haven't either so i can't really comment on that well that's some, that's some homework for us to look into because i was yeah, like six hundred dollars it's like wait a minute <laughs> what is the six hundred dollars for say it again um it was let me see if i can find it real quick it was six hundred dollars okay so Biden's Treasury Department declares IRS will monitor all accounts over six hundred dollars. Monitor for what purpose? Uh, the proposal is Biden's proposal will require banks to report transactions over six hundred dollars to the IRS. I think at one time, if I remember correctly, and we don't want to give any incorrect information on the plug, so this is just talk conversation. I think one time. Wasn't there a certain number that you had to report when doing your income taxes to the IRS? Like if you made, if it was under a certain amount, you didn't have to really report like your bank accounts or some some type of thing that they told us in an accounting class, I think at one point when I was in high school. But I guess now he's trying to say that people with over $600 have to re report it to the IRS. Another so way I'd of use an accountant, I'd have no idea. See, I gotta get <laughs> my what your status. job is. Let me tell you, this is, <laughs> like, this is why my TT don't know. This is why TT don't account. know because the accountant is the one that handles all this. So I need yes. to get me an accountant, I need to get a CPA. Yes, Joe. Yes, he's a CPA, he's fantastic. We have these conversations at tax time. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I love talking to you. And also, like I said, it gives me encouragement because it gives me a new level of thinking above the norm. Because if we don't have people that are around us that are thinking above us to, with respect, not that they're thinking so highly of themselves, but that they're at different levels than us, you have nowhere to, to pull from and you have nowhere to pull up from. 
So that's why you don't know nothing about that six hundred dollars mm-hmm. um, audit. No, because... I have no idea. No, <laughs> and I and I will tell you. I think the other thing too, like as you start to build your wealth, I'm going to go back to that for a moment. I do think you need to surround yourself with people who are experts in their field. And this is one example. I don't do my own taxes anymore because, first of all, it's too complicated, and secondly, I want to make sure I'm maximizing um, my ability to keep the money in my pocket. So I use somebody who is a, a professional to do my taxes. Um, I don't do housework either because the amount of time that I spend cleaning my house for what I'm worth, I could be doing something else that's more productive. So I hire somebody to do that. And I could keep going about all the people that I hire to do things for me, not because I'm above anybody, yeah. but I value my time. Yeah. And, and I also value... Uh, people and the the services that they can provide and I try and make sure that I'm using those services wisely and using my time and money wisely yeah I've heard other people talking about that too they have you know what you said you know have somebody come to clean the house you know just different things because your time is valuable time is what they say um, money and money is time and if you're not maximizing your fullest potential then you're wasting time and you're ultimately wasting money. And one of the things that I'm learning is you got to push through it. Even when it looks hard, you got to push through it. I did get the book though. I want to show you. Which book did you get? In my library. Did I start reading it? No, but I did get the tipping point. Oh, I love it. Excellent book. I'm going to start reading it. I'm committing to it. It's, even if it's you'll have to let me know if you're a connector i'm a maverick so you have to let me know what you are if you start reading it it's a phenomenal book it's interesting because what i feel like when i think of the word connector i think i do that but i feel like it's going to be something different when i read it okay. i'm looking forward well, i'm definitely looking forward to reading it so you know what well i'll commit to this if you when you start reading it let's do it together so we can i'll read it again because it's a phenomenal book okay i definitely will I can commit, I can commit to that soon. Soon, soon, soon. <laughs> you only have a... to read uh, listen. You could read at, at lunch. No excuses. Mm-hmm. True. Sorry. I wonder if it's on audio too. I'm sure it's on audio. Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell is an amazing writer. I've done that one time too. I've I've had the audio playing while I would read along and follow along. Cause sometimes my brain just kind of like goes everywhere when I'm reading. I'm thinking about what did I not do? Is there something that I need to finish? <laughs> That's, you got to learn how to center yourself. Center. Exactly. Put my both feet on the floor, center, and move Stay forward. present. Yes. My wife tells me that all the time. She's like, are you present right now? I'm like, I am right now. <laughs> I wasn't a few seconds ago. I'm Stay present uh, in the moment. Right. That's, that's, you know, and I, that's a, that is a very important thing because when you are present, that means you're listening yeah. and you're, you're, you're actively listening, not just listening so that you can respond, mm-hmm. but you're actually hearing what someone else is saying. That's very true. We're going to have some more talks about this and talks like this on our Unplugged season or series. Yeah. And I'm super excited. Thank you so much, Auntie, for coming on. One day I have to let you um, do some interviewing, you know, other people, because we're trying to grow. The Plug Media Network is trying to grow. Yes. So we're always welcoming and always happy to have other people come on and kind of take our role 
and keep the the mission going, especially if they believe in the mission, you know, we're people living under grace and understanding what grace actually is. It's God's unmerited favor. And so once we realize that it's not earned, it's nothing that we can do to get it. We just have to accept it. Then we move forward. Absolutely. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. We're about to end it now, but thank you for tuning in to the plug unplugged our post season three series. We are excited and we have more coming your way. Check us out on every Thursdays on your favorite social, um, on your favorite podcasting platform. And as always on our social media platforms at the plug, we are us four and we are signing off. This is Joseph AJ. You're listening to the plug unplug, but it's still people living in the grace. See ya.